Hello friends, welcome to Running and Fitness with Raj. This show will bring you exciting and interesting guests and give you specific and actionable advice on your running, fitness and general health. We are doing a very different type of episode today and it is on books related to running and sports in general. I am really excited about this episode as we have a very accomplished guest, Sonia Datta Chaudhary. Sonia is a journalist and author of Career Rules. She is an English literature major with a postgraduate degree in management from IIM Calcutta. Sonia, like uh, many of her contemporaries, started life as a banker before moving on to writing. She contributes to Hindustan Times, Mint, The Hindu and Forbes India. She is also the founder of Sonia's Bookbox, a book subscription service and runs the Juhu Book Club, the Beast Book Club and the IIM Book Club. Sonia also conducts workshops and courses on leadership and storytelling lessons from literature. So I am absolutely delighted to welcome you to the podcast, uh, Sonia. Uh, thanks for taking the time. And uh, as we discussed in our pre-show, this is a very different sort of a episode for us because we are talking about uh, running books, sports books, athletics books, books in uh, books in general. So just give the listeners uh, a brief introduction of yourself, uh, your own uh, running background and running journey, if you can weave that in, uh, as well as, uh, you know, how you, who's, uh, you know, who's an MBA, who started, who had a long corporate career, you know, made this whole switch, uh, becoming an author, a book reviewer. You are now running, uh, you know, book clubs. So what's been that transition like? So over to you. Thanks, Raj. I'm so excited to be here. And I love listening to your podcast. And a few days ago, I was Thank listening you. to your episode with Paula Lad- Radcliffe. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm going to be in the same company. I was really excited. And so I'm so thrilled to be here. So, you know, I've had a very strange relationship with running. Uh, okay. And I grew uh, I grew up in this small town in eastern India. It was like a steel township. We were all, uh, it was a factory and, and the town was around the factory. This was Jamshedpur. And I went to this girls' convent school. So you can imagine that sports was not like top of the pops and it was not an area that, uh, you know, the nuns put too, too many resources in. But... Every December or January, we would have our annual sports day. And I intensely looked forward to this. And I had started winning races as well, athletic races and hurdles. Wow, um, okay. And uh, Her- you know, Hurdles too, wow, okay. Hurdles too. And, uh, and I must have been about 10 or 11, but I can still remember what I was thinking about when I was standing at that, you know, the start of this grassy stretch so there was no track or anything but we'd have this grassy stretch and uh, they'd put the hurdles down and um, and you couldn't kind of practice every day so this would there would be a couple of dress rehearsals and then there would be the sports day uh, so you would get about two or three occasions to practice and I remember standing okay. and looking at the hurdles and trying to calculate at which point I must leap over them and then the actual run and that feeling of complete exhilaration when I'm up in the air and I've cleanly cleared the hurdle. And then you just have like almost a second to savor that and you have to start off again for the next one. Uh, and so by contrast, the sprints were just sort of like relaxing and I really enjoyed running them. Uh, I also was winning them. And so this was like really all very good and, you know, very, very athletic. But then I 
grew a little and my body began to change and I was like 12 and then I was 13 and suddenly the girls uh, you know in my class and me and the other girls they were especially those who were busty were kind of encouraged to stop running and they were told implicitly oh, okay. or explicitly you know that you know jiggling when you're running you're jiggling all over the place and that doesn't look really nice uh, it looks vulgar so maybe you should be more sedate and more measured and slow and so even if one was kind of normally trying to sprint because you're late for class that was also frowned upon and uh, of course this was the 80s and there was nobody had heard of anything called a sports bra um, and and many years later i remember researching the sports bra and thinking where was it was it even invented and, <laughs> and finding out that it was invented as late as the 1970s can you imagine oh okay yeah you know till then there was women didn't have the right gear to run um, and so i stopped running and i was i didn't rebel about it i kind of accepted it as a matter of course and uh, but i was very wistful about the whole thing and i remember when i went uh, i was doing my management and uh, at am calcutta and i'd watch you know all of you guys uh, play and i would just um, you know soccer or volleyball or athletic events and i'd i'd look very longingly and, and at that time nobody was kind of stopping me from playing uh, but i still didn't have the right gear and i didn't have the confidence either so i just stand on the sidelines and watch and i long to be there and tackle and dribble and sprint and run and uh, but it was just uh, it it obviously didn't happen and then i uh, you know got a job and got married to one of the boys i used to watch playing and <laughs> and we moved to mumbai and then you know started work first in a bank and then consumer marketing and then we had our daughters and um and then suddenly it was like the universe or fate or whatever it is conspired to bring running back in my life uh, and two things happened so one was that our daughters began to win races in school yep and uh, one of the talent scouting coaches came to me and I, he said that i want to train them for competitive athletics and okay so that was one and the second was that by then i had i was taking a sabbatical from uh, corporate life and i said that okay these we had these three girls who were quite young and i had and part time i'd started to write and i was writing for mint the financial paper uh, and one of the things we used to write about this was like uh, you know the whole what is trendy and what are some of the uh, things that ceos and senior executives do in their spare time and of yep. course running had become a big thing so yes. the mumbai marathon was getting more popular and you could you know you'd see uh, companies where everybody from the ceo to management trainees they would all be signing up or mass for the marathon and everybody would would be talking running so i said uh, i'll do the story on running and my editor was like yeah okay like this sounds good and so i started to look for uh, people in corporate life who were running and i started to interview them and just those conversations about running and the nitty gritty of it and why they ran and just that enthusiasm pulled me very much into running myself wow and, okay so 
I actually came to running in a roundabout way from writing. Um, and simultaneously, the second thing that had happened was my girls were also training. So we would get up like every morning at 4.30 in the morning, the household would kind of wake up and everybody they would pack their gear and we would uh, pile into the Scorpio. And I was, of course, the designated driver, the soccer mom driver. So we'd you know, I'd drive, drive this car full of kids through the darkened city uh, streets of Mumbai North to the side ground where they had a synthetic track. Uh, and these children would train. The coach would come and they would train for like an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. And while they were training, I would just jog. I mean, what would I do at four in the morning or five in the morning? So I just keep running. Just, you know, nothing fancy about it. And slowly I realized that I was building my endurance. And I was, Absolutely, yeah. I was running longer and longer and it was easy for me. And I would enjoyed it and I'd come back and I would be in a good mood and I would be much more energetic. Uh, and then I said, somebody said, why don't you run the half marathon? And I said, okay. And I ran the half marathon and I did that for a couple of years as well. So, so that's how I came to running through writing. Uh, and I did... The, did the half marathons and then but but you know I think I mean I've talked to a lot of runners about running and uh, most runners have one race or two that stand out for them yeah and for me it was a race that again began with my writing okay so then I had got onto this thing of completely I would you know I was really keen on doing all the running pieces that were to be done by Mint and I would pitch running pieces all the time and I did one of these where I talked about how runners look I mean amateur runners try and plan runs in different interesting places so that they yes. combine travel and running yes that's true and, and I know you do that too you've been to Berlin and, and you've been to a lot of places right that's correct. Yeah. So that's some, that's a definitely, uh, you know, a big thing. In fact, there are tour agencies which specialize in that as well. So I started looking for people who've done this and unusual ones. And then I came across uh, two people, two runners, and one was Ram Setu, and he's a software guy and he has this consulting uh, in, in the US. And then one was this uh, Priya Darshni, who's a singer, uh, who was a national level swimmer and they had come together and formed this little company called wind chasers and they were doing they had done this run in the himalayas uh, yep. it, it was a a multi-stage five day hundred kilometer run and this sounded like absolutely enthralling and i interviewed both of them and it, it i was just sort of they and they talked very fluently and very articulately and they're both uh very you know, into the craft of running, the lore of running, and, and the actual running as well. So it was this, I, I, I really enjoyed that piece, and I thought that was that. But then about five or six months later, I get a mail from Ram Setu saying, we are doing the wind chasers again, would you like to come? Oh, okay. And I thought about it. I mean, I'd just done these half marathons, but you know, 21 kilometer and 100 in the mountains is totally different, right? Uh, and then I decided I'd just take the plunge. So I just did. And I said, I'll see how it goes. And, you know, it was just such a brilliant experience. Um, and we'd run all day and we'd talk all night. <laughs> okay. And the talk was just, you know, running stories. 
Okay. So, you know, when runners sit together around a campfire, and this was literally a campfire because this was in the Himalayas and it was cold. So, we were li- literally sitting around a campfire and just talking about running. And that's when I got this thing that I wanted more of that. I wanted to know more about running and I started looking for running books. And that's when my whole uh, deep dive into running books started. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's very fascinating because obviously you had a early experience with uh, uh, running and then you came back to it through your family, through your uh, daughters. And then uh, coincidentally, your professional also enabled you to uh, get to meet people, uh, which is not a luxury. A lot of, uh, you know, people would have, even if they are interested in uh, in, uh, in in any sort of sports. Uh, so, let, you know, when you said, uh, you know, you started uh, uh, looking for running books or uh, or more generally athletics and sports books. Let me ask you a f- first a slightly overarching sort of a question, which is uh, how do you evaluate a running or, or sports book? Uh, what are the general some of the general aspects that you look for? That that's such a good question. So, I think it's four or five things. So one is that does this book make me think? Okay. Okay. So whether it is how to train or whether it is nature versus nurture or uh, what running means to human beings as a race. So is it making me think about that, about things? So that's one uh, criteria. The second one is that does it introduce me to new thoughts and concepts? So as a runner, does this book tell us you know, give us a theory of, say, endurance or a theory of, uh, say, neuroscience and how it's connected to running uh, or the mind-body connection, um, you know, or, say, topography uh, or races, you know, the like two different countries produce different kinds of runners or nutrition or anything. So is it giving me uh, information? So that is the yeah. second. Uh, the third is, is there an emotional honesty in the book? Uh, are there characters okay. that I am that I root for that I like? So, like any story, even in a running story, are they are they like you know is is Roger Bannister somebody I would root for, or is this personality and is the book populated by more than just the superstar of running? Okay. Uh, so that's the third. And the fourth is kind of uh, similar to the second. That does it give me information in the term, in terms of, does it give me information I as a runner can use uh, in my okay. training and in my life? Um, and, and the fifth would be how how well written is it? Is it, is it a pleasure to read? Is it easy to read? Is it, uh, does it, uh, you know, ramble? Is it tedious? Um, so that's that's the fifth criteria. So how of course, the be? fifth fifth point is of course very important because that that kind of uh, I guess uh, uh, encapsulates everything we look for in uh, uh, any any uh, any book. And I know that uh, you know in our discussions during the pre-show, I know that mentally you like to put uh, the books that we want to talk about in clusters. Uh, so let's uh, you know let's look at the you know diff- some of the. Uh, different clusters and talk about them uh, one by one. But first, again, let me ask you a, a slightly open-ended question. Uh, just give us a quick sense of what are some of the books that we are going to talk about 
uh, and you know these are obviously your your favorite books or even if they are not necessarily your favorite books books that you think ha- stand out in certain uh, certain aspects so just just give us a sense of where we are going now so nowadays there are just so many books written about running right you would know yes. and uh, that there's so many amazing runners and almost all of them tell their story uh, not almost all of them but a lot of them tell their stories uh, so there's there's just a wealth of uh, stories and lore out there uh, i think that for me the way i look at the books is there are there are those books that look at the science of running yeah okay so with the theory and the research uh, and one of the first books that i looked at was born to run which is is an interesting discussion in itself right because uh, the thesis that that uh, you know is there has been challenged and there's been lots of up and down over that yeah. but i want to challenge you a little bit on that because a born to run is obviously you know one of the most popular if not probably the most popular uh, running book out there a lot of people actually took to running and i think it was published in the late 2000s uh, so 2008 9 10 in that uh, time frame uh, and 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 it's literally got a cult uh, cult uh, status but why do you think that's uh, technical book i mean i never i thought it's more the story and the way it is written you know it's almost like a uh, almost like a novel with maybe a, uh, you know at best you can say it's more like a documentary in 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 a book form or something like that right uh, i i mean i don't at least offhand recollect too much of uh, technique per se i mean of course it talks about the you know the the, the taramura hara and the, their their way of running and all of that but uh, anyway good uh, nice to hear i mean would, would be great to hear your thoughts on that so you know raj you're absolutely right it does all of that and it tells a story and that's why it, it fulfills that criteria of being a fabulously written book yes um, absolutely and it has these characters and you know you ha- you see the landscape of this Uh, where they run and you see and you you're seeing nevada and you're seeing all of these uh, places and and the whole theory behind it i think that you know this whole thing on why the describe the tarahumara are so enormously successful and he puts forward some of the things they do so to that extent it i would say it is the craft that comes up and and i think it uh, it started a whole uh, relook at the craft i felt like you said it got a lot of runners into running uh, and also people started to see that yes this is something that is inborn in us and we have to unlearn all the bad habits that civilization has taught us and go back to this primeval way of running yeah absolutely i that's that's a very very big point uh, from that book i i completely take that uh, yes yeah yes absolutely what what else stood out for you in that book or in 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 uh, in books of the, that uh, genres so that was the very first for me so it was like a real eye opener and i just loved his visuals i i suddenly could see myself as related two generations ago you know man or woman on the savanna and the animals and having to run and uh, you know that you you realize how cut off you are today today you're sitting at at a laptop and tapping screens and and that's something that people do but there is that primeval pull so which is why when you let yourself have a chance you know that the the whole 
thought of running is thrilling yeah and that book book does a great job of painting those pictures and word pictures so i love that and then uh, there you know there's uh, other books that's like running with the kenyans and yeah okay i haven't read that uh, but so what's what stands out in that uh, for you so that was again uh, it was not just running it was a story of life so you know this the runner decides to move to kenya for 6 months to train and move yeah. and not just move but move his family as well so it's talking about how you move from a geography one geography to the other and you're in england and you're running and and training is different and weather is different and the whole approach is different and and the contrast to when you go to kenya and, and he's very uh, what i like is it's very well written again so he compares and contrasts things and he talks about how kenya is different from jamaica and so the point that he makes is that kenyan runners are not individualistic uh, the way say runners from uh, jamaica or like say uh, usain bolt is uh, they just sort of run in teams and there's a whole uh, country that's kind of geared to helping them do what they do uh, and so it's it's a canvas that he's painting and it's very detailed uh, and it's him as well as this whole kind of ecosystem which he talks about and he gets into all the little details of how you place your foot and how not and what you eat and how what you know what you how you train and whether you uh, run on grass or not and so it's it's very fascinating these little details uh, you know when you start to run they matter immensely yeah and uh, this is a book uh, just for listeners uh, by adharanand finn right uh, and uh, he has also got a wonderful podcast i don't know whether you have checked it out and where he basically uh, interviews uh, runners i mean many of them are actually elite and currently competitive uh, it's a fantastic uh, fantastic podcast that he uh, uh, that he does so i will i will make a note to check this book in fact i've been meaning to get this and read this book for a, for a while now uh, what else comes to your uh, mind either in this category of books or are we moving to another genre now so so yes yeah. so i think i mean this is a good time to move because we've talked about adharanand as a runner and so then the other the runners own stories and ah okay and and there are lots of those right um, yeah absolutely and, and some of them so one that i mean there's so many and uh, i've read uh, you know several of them and each of them is is interesting in its own way because every runner has come to running differently is yeah. is in a different geography has started at a different time sometimes you know does a different kind of training has and there's so many different running events right so you move from a sprint you're 100 meters your relay 400 800 you decide to go on to a marathon so it's uh, you know when you talk about running it seems like it's just one thing but you know as a runner you would know how uh, how much of a detailed universe it is and differentiated universe as well yeah absolutely so absolutely so i mean i, I find runner stories are quite irresistible and and one that uh, and one that i would recommend as well is by paula radcliffe yeah because for me uh, like i said running is made up of so many things and for women uh, there are so many things that men runners take for granted 
that are challenges for women. And I was quite interested to read what her experience was. Uh, so that that was uh, a book that I read and reread. Uh, and she gets into all the details and how she handles, uh, you know, the challenges and how she makes decisions to move from one kind to the other and how she deals with disappointment and she just pegs away at it. Uh, that was that's a book I would recommend. Uh, then. And the interesting thing for listeners, again, is if I remember correctly, Paula Radcliffe wrote that book uh, uh, quite in advance of the before the end of her career. It was so maybe mid to a little past her midpoint of her uh, career. Of course, she was you know, enormously successful by that time. I mean, she was at that time the world record holder in the uh, women's marathon and all of that. Uh, but it's still an interesting, uh, you know, interesting timing. Uh, you, know, you are current, you know, continuing to compete while you have published this memoir. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's also one of the little frustrating things about it because you're like, I want to know the rest and you know the rest has happened. Yeah. Uh, so, but what you do is that you kind of know Paula as a person and then you follow her. And because you've read a book on on her, you kind of know her better. And that has that. But yes, absolutely. There's, there's a lot more that happened after the book as, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are the others? I mean, I'm sure this is a pretty long list. So I'm sure you have shortlisted a few uh, apart from Paula's autobiography. So um, another one that I liked was actually, uh, so there, I mean, uh, was by another runner called Anu Vedyanathan. Anu Vaidyanathan, okay. And she is an amateur runner. So she's okay. different from the others. And she's what she's done is also triathlons. Ah, okay. So she talks about growing up and she's growing up in and living in uh, Madras and then uh, Bengal and then, uh, sorry, Bangalore. And then she's doing college in the US. Then she moves to New Zealand. And then she's going into her training and the challenge of keeping up uh, competitive running as well as running a business and a company and doing your day job. Yeah. Uh, so she gets into the nitty gritty of that. And it's quite fascinating. And there's also the whole, how hard it is to train in a country like India, where it takes you so long to just commute and the facilities are so inadequate for sports people. Yeah, that's true. And this is so even today. And, and for me, I mean, having taken, uh, you know, my, my daughters to national meets and, you know, I remember there was this one national meet where we were just, there was no water. And, oh, really? Oh, okay. And, and then, you know, people just in India, athletes in India just sort of brave all sorts of things. And I remember, uh, you know, seeing one of the one of the state teams sitting on the stairs looking very doleful. And I said, uh, they had an event that day. And I said to them, like, best of luck. And I hope you win the race. And they were like, can you first wish that we get water? <laughs> then, so that we can feel, you know, we have water to drink and bathe and everything. And then we'll be up for the race. Uh, so uh, Anu does write a lot about the kind of challenges that athletes have. Uh, in different geographies, and that's very interesting as well. Uh, then, of course, there is the autobiography of the great uh, Hussein Bolt, and uh, yeah, that's um, so. I, 
I was kind of I had mixed feelings about this one because uh, Hussein Bolt is someone you really want to know about how he grew up and what he did and what he ate for breakfast and what he ate for dinner. How did he come to that speed? And he does uh, give you a lot of these details. Uh, and he also talks about how it's very hard to sustain the whole uh, that discipline that you need and how to sustain it. And he he's frank in parts where he, you know he talks about how when he won the junior championship, uh, junior athletics, it kind of he was top of the world, and he had uh, this adulation and the fame and and people coming, and and he was just really young, and there would be all these girls who all wanted to be his girlfriends, and there would be these invitations to parties, and how he did. Um, give in to a lot of them and how that uh, works. So he does, he, it's not all glorious and he does talk about that and that's interesting. So that's worth reading as well. Uh, it's not a book that I would reread and reread, but definitely it's good for, for one read. Okay. But my very favorite is not a runner's autobiography. Okay. It's open by... Agassi. Okay. So, but it's a book I think that every runner should read. Okay. Why is that so? He is talking about things that every sports person or anybody at all actually has to deal with. Okay. So he talks about dilemmas. He talks about the whole love-hate relationship that you have sometimes with something that is obsessing you, right? So when you allow, say, running or sports or anything to be something that you compete in, it has to fill your mind. Um, and so he talks about his whole, uh, how he prepares and his whole love-hate relationship with the sport. And he also talks about the people in his whole ecosystem because you know, as a sports person, to help you get where you are, you have a whole ecosystem. And you have somebody who's looking after your nutrition, you have your physiotherapist, you have your co-runners, you have somebody who is a coach. Uh, and this is with amateur runners as well, uh, who are serious about it. They do have uh, this, you know, this, this team, so to speak. Uh, and he talks about everybody's role and the things they do and the kind of picture he paints. Uh, he talks about how how terribly hard it can be. And he's completely emotionally honest. It's also a, an extremely well-written book. So he co-writes it uh, with uh, J.M. Boringer and he, he attributes that very early on. Uh, and it's it's like a page turner. It is such a great, oh, oh, okay. it's such a great story. You just go on and on and then you and then he talks about his failure and he's very candid talks about substance abuse talks about rebelling and uh, and also for anybody i think who's looking at training or who's looking at uh, nurturing other runners and other sports people it's a fabulous book because uh, he talks about the figure of his father who's trained him from when he was really small. And the, the book is full of like little, little stories. So apparently his father decided that he would be a tennis player. And when uh, Agassi was really tiny, he was a baby in his crib. His father had constructed a mobile with tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> and he had taped a little racket onto that baby's hand. So he was encouraged, even as a baby, to swipe those tennis balls above him. Okay, wow, okay. So he has all these fabulous stories. And then his father builds a machine that, you know, spews back the balls and he has to keep 
uh, serving them and this was i mean this was way before the tech existed uh, so it's it's an absolutely fascinating book and i would say it's my all time book and i would recommend every sports person read this book shocking as it may seem i haven't uh, read it so this is another one i should check uh, check out in uh, uh, short order so which i will uh, which i will do and uh, you know hope uh, many of the listeners uh, who haven't read it also pick uh, pick it up uh, another one that uh, you had uh, indicated uh, you know of is of great interest to you is the banisters roger banisters story so just take us through that so i mean that is such a cult moment right and um, there are actually two versions and there's also a film so there's a great deal on it it's such a compelling story uh, and roger banister himself has written uh, his story and then there's a journalist neil bascom who's written this the for the the perfect mile so he talks about these three different competitors and how they're they're all very different there's this australian there's this american boy from kansas and there's roger banister and, and how they all compete and how uh the the mile is breached uh and it's just it's again an amazing story because at the end of the day Roger Bannister is an amateur and he goes on he's studying to be a doctor and he goes on to qualify and to practice as a doctor and yep. and he's just doing all of this and you just get that very there's a the british landscape and the sense of you know getting up in the morning and it's very tactile both the books the training the food the the camaraderie the competition uh, and it's just one of those you know events that is this completely uh, you know big monumental kind of marker uh, in running history so it's sort of really exciting to have a ringside view of it uh, in these books in both the books yeah in fact uh, the i haven't uh, i mean the one i have read about uh, banister is the perfect mile uh, by neil bascom uh, but it's uh, it's a very fascinating uh, book in the sense it obviously covers uh, uh, banister's race but it also talks about the american west santi uh, the australian john lanty so it's uh, you know and and that whole interplay at that point in time as to who will be the first uh, who will break the 4 minute 4 uh, minute barrier and while john landy and uh, roger banister's rivalry and is uh, is well uh, well documented i think it's less known about uh, this gentleman by the name of uh, wes santi w e w e s s a n t e wes santi the american so it's quite a fascinating uh, book uh, this one called the perfect uh, perfect mile uh, uh, so it's it's something we, you may want to uh, you may want to uh, check out yeah it, it, that 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 is really good so what is interesting is to actually if you enjoy that to read roger banister's own story and then you and he's best known for that but like exactly as you said the other two are not known and neil neil bascom does a great job so i that that's that's a great addition as well and uh, let me pull out uh, the, uh, the some of the other books that uh, we want to uh, we want to talk about the first ladies of running by ambie burford is a very inspiring book uh, for, you know which you have uh, which you had highlighted in our pre discussions uh, what is so great about it what is this book uh, uh, what is this book uh, all about so 
uh, Ambi Burfoot, and I think he is actually uh, a runner himself, and his parents are both runners. So he comes from this family of runners, and he he's he's a journalist, a sports journalist as well. And this book for me was fascinating because it's so unbelievable. Uh, you know, uh, say for instance, what he's talking about how women have really fought to run and have fought to run. and they have not been allowed to run and all the kind of uh, you know the kind of obstacles that were put in their way uh, there was there were scientific theories posited that you know it's really bad for women and if they run their their bodies can't take it and of course they will not be able to have children if they run they will damage their uh, their bodies etc and that was one pseudo scientific theory and the, then of course there the modesty theories and the it is so uh you know such a revelation to see the kind of opposition that was uh, that came with people who actually flouted these rules and said no we'll run and people people actually threw stuff at them and he's documented ambi burfoot has documented a lot of these and say there's one story of roberta gibb and roberta gibb as late as 90 so she's the first woman to run the boston marathon uh but as late as 1966 there was no woman who would run the boston marathon and uh, he tells a story really well that she applies and asks them and they say no and then she persists and then finally she decides that she will run anyway and so there are these four or five women who who just start to run and and there's this whole pose of security guards big burly men who come to stop them but of course these women start running and those guys can't outrun them so there's nothing they can do to stop them they're just running ahead and that section of the crowd the crowd is cheering them on and uh, interestingly i noticed that there's a there's a picture in the book of roberta gibbs and what she's wearing and so she's wearing a swimming costume and her brother's shorts because women just didn't have the right gear so the closest was okay you wear you, you know the women's shorts were not you didn't get very good ones so she's taken her brother's shorts so it's it's full of uh, a lot of stories like this i think for me i they're very us centric and uh, so that's something that i noticed uh you know you but that is so with so much literature i think uh, with so so many documentaries and so much writing because i think the east you know why these stories uh, why there are not more stories from the east i don't know that's is a subject of discussion that we do have there's probably less capital there is less uh you know people the tradition of allowing writers and paying them to go and research and come out with these books it's much harder here so there 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 are fabulous stories i'm sure but uh, they're not documented but this one is is documented well and it was a revelation to me and so i think that it's a book that you know all runners should read because when you say that okay you know these these you know women don't run as fast or whatever it it it's good to bear in mind that they have come they have been allowed to come so late to the track they have actually been barred from the track um and i just i'm so happy and hopeful to see you know people in my daughter's generation now getting the same opportunities uh, not the same but but better opportunities and 
you know, at least having their gear in order and having, you know, events that they can go to as well. So this, this I would say, is a, a great read as well. Uh, okay. Uh, one of the uh, other, uh, you know, other books that you talked about is, again, a slightly different sort of a book because uh, this is the story by Phil Knight, uh, the book called Our Shoe Dog. And I'm sure it stands out in... In different in in a different way to all the books that we have uh, talked about uh, till now. So, what's you know what did you take? Uh, what's your takeaway from that book? Oh, so this is Shoe Dog is a fabulous, fabulous book. It is just a an amazing read. It's the story of Nike, and any yeah. any runner would be immediately interested in that and the story of the shoes, um, and. And Phil Knight uh, talks about how he decided to do these shoes and to to make shoes. And he goes into, again, the nitty gritty of it. And he talks about how he went to Japan. He found they made the best running shoes. And there's this story of how he, you know, he didn't know how to do business with the Japanese. So he's found this handbook of how to do business with the Japanese and gets on a flight and he finds out that, okay, these are the things culturally, culturally speaking, you should say and not say. And he talks about the whole development of it and then how he finds uh, Bowerman and how Bowerman is this cult figure uh, who is a running coach who designs his own shoes, very minimalistic kind of almost, you know, almost vibram, but not, you know, more with, with more of a structure. Um, and how they partner and then how uh, so it's it's an absolutely fascinating book and uh, it's very well written. Uh, and it brings in a lot of characters, how Nike gets people on uh, and sponsors athletes and how they de- how they get into the whole craft of shoes and how they collaborate uh, and the whole world of, you know, uh, the branding, advertising. So for anybody who's an entrepreneur, it's a must read. If you're a sportsman, you've got to read it. And if you're neither, you still have to read it. Uh, okay. And does it get into any of the, I mean, I, I mean, you know, depending on the timing of the, when the book was published, does it get into any of the recent uh, controversies about Nike, especially with regard to their treatment of uh, uh, women athletes uh, and uh, th- things like that? So I think or is it, was... is, is as, as far as the corporate part is concerned, is it more, uh, you know, more a rara book? So this was a thing in 2016 and they were, you know, he does, uh, and, and Phil Knight is telling his story and he does, uh, you know, there were, when the book came out, there were people who did uh, charge him with not getting into these aspects and glossing over a, a few things, um, you know, conflicts, yeah, okay. uh, even with Bo, Bo Man, he fell out and apparently there's, uh, there's another book that takes, tells a different side of the story. Uh, so, so there is that. That that is true. Um, that he doesn't really deal with with conflicts in his book. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. So, uh, the other one we wanted to talk about is the book by Murakami, right? Uh, what I talk about when I talk about uh, running. Uh, again, a very different book from all the rest that we have uh, talked about. So, just take us through your thoughts on that. So that's a very fun book and it's a mixture of a lot of things. It's like a tapestry and Murakami 
writes very well. Uh, this book, though, if you've read other Murakami, this book is quite different to his regular, uh, you know, novels. And uh, it's he brings in life. He brings in lots of interesting things. Like he talks a lot about the music tracks that he listens to when he runs. He talks about his training. He talks about how running helps him be a better writer. So it's a very slim volume, and it's just it's. It's as if you were uh, sitting on an airplane seat and Murakami was next to you, and he discovers you're a runner, and you start to chat, and he's talking. <laughs> you know, or, or, or that's you're... a lovely way of putting it. <laughs> so it's just a fun kind of quick read, and uh, totally uh, interesting and offbeat. So, uh, what are I mean? Just coming back to you personally now, what are you working on uh, these days? Are you planning another book which you can talk talk about? Uh, uh, what are some of the other things that's keeping you busy? So, I am like doing a whole a bunch of things. I really do things in three st- three streams, and uh, one of them is that. In the pandemic, I started, um, we used to, we had a book club and of course we used to meet in person and then we couldn't. So it began, it went online. And then because it was online, uh, you know, people from all over the world who'd, who'd been part of it earlier began to join. And so it grew and it became a big thing. And so this books community started actually paradoxically thriving, uh, though it was a pandemic. Uh, and then People, bookshops were shut, so people were looking for reading recommendations and wanting to read, but not able to browse. Uh, and and then we were just chatting, and someone said, "Okay, why don't you?" And I, I always uh, have this really uh, appalling habit that I kind of uh, tell people that, "Oh, you must read this," and with your like, you know, with the things that you like, this will be a total fit for you. Okay, come on, you will read it, and I kind of pester them about it. Uh, and then if they say, "Okay, I like this," I'll say, "Oh, then you'll like like that book as well." So I'm always giving people reading suggestions. And someone said that, "Why don't you just do this professionally?" and send them books and so I said okay why not and so I started this book subscription service about six months ago and I had no idea it would work and I've uh, you know books is something that doesn't make anybody any money uh, but it's something that I think impacts people's lives immensely and um, as as a people being you know especially in an age of like digital distractions being able to do deep dives into well-written books is something that is so refreshing and so necessary for us that I kind of jumped into it and so it's it's doing it's doing okay people seem to like it so I uh, so essentially what happens is I have a chat with the person uh, you know initially the person who signs on and I say okay what are the kind of things you like what are the books you like what are the books you don't like and based on that I will send him or her a book every month and that's wow uh, okay that's the sonia's book box and that's that's what i that's one thing uh, the second i continue to write and i write on different things i i haven't written on running for a while i did a story a while ago on girls football and that was really fun to do as well how girls had to fight to play football uh, that seems to be a theme that kind of runs through but uh, so so that's uh, i you know i write mostly uh, it's in newspapers and sometimes magazines uh, and the third thing that i'm doing is i'm teaching and i'm teaching uh, leadership 
uh, lessons that you get from fiction and from books. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, when, wow. okay. You know, when you're listening to a story and you might think that fiction is a waste of time or it's not teaching you anything, but really the story is full of characters and conflicts and subliminally your brain is processing a lot of stuff like how to handle different kinds of people, how to handle conflict, what are the ethics of a situation, you know how does an individual survive when they are up against somebody else or the elements so all of those things so these are the three sort of streams of of work that i'm doing right now wow wonderful and uh, just share with us where people can uh, follow you because i uh, prepare uh, detailed show notes which goes on the podcast website as well uh, so just share with us uh, where they can follow you in terms of your, you know, the works you are doing on your book club, uh, your book box, uh, and if you post, uh, you know, on social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. So absolutely, I think with the pandemic, I mean, we've all turned to social media uh, in a way to keep in touch, and so I am. My handle is Sonia's Book Box, and that's S O N Y A be book box uh, and i'm on twitter and i'm on instagram and uh, facebook and linkedin and uh, on linkedin i'm sonia datta chaudhary so uh, uh, i'm on all the media and i'm really happy to chat books with anybody if anybody wants book recommendations or, or wants to say anything about a book or, or chatter about it i uh, i'd love to Okay, lovely. So I'll include uh, include uh, these th- things. And before we wind up, uh, any uh, final thoughts? So I think that, you know, I was just thinking about books and, and running. And I was thinking that, you know, at one level, there's, it seems to be an antithesis. One is so physical and one is so cerebral. You know, the books is a cerebral thing and running is physical. And yet they're so entwined and it's... it's uh, maybe counterintuitive but more and more there's research and and runners know as well that you run a lot with you run with your legs uh, but you also run with your mind okay and so the lore of uh, you know and and you're inspired by books you're inspired by other people when you compete you are trying to break a record so i think that books are books and stories about running are a really intrinsic part um, of of the whole running exercise and uh, so i totally recommend for runners who uh, you know you have a lot of say runners newsletters and runners talk to each other about running stories all the time so i would uh, recommend that if you haven't uh, picked up a running book just start with uh, open you can also read bounce which is by matthew syed which i didn't get a chance to talk about and uh, he's a table tennis championship but champion uh, and he writes uh, he writes about a lot of things about how you don't get choked and how uh, you know how you can develop an excellent community and how you can succeed at running so so there's a whole wealth of book uh, books out there on running and i hope you enjoy them Thank you so much, uh, Sonia. This was such a wonderful, such a different uh, discussion. Uh, what I will do is, as I said, apart from your contacts, uh, all the names of these books that we discussed, I will uh, include it in the uh, in the show notes so people can easily uh, find them, whatever catches their uh, fancy. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. It was, it was a really fun conversation. Thank you very much to all the listeners. Please check out the podcast website runfitraj.com that is r u n f i t r a j.com 
it has all the podcasts it has all the show notes and there is a very useful search function as well you can reach out to me on my social media handles which are running and fitness with raj on both instagram and facebook and you can also email me on running and fitness with raj at gmail.com please let me know if you have any questions or specific guests you would like to see on the show i also request you all again to please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word please also leave a review on itunes as it will help enormously to grow the show we will continue to bring you exciting and interesting guests and give specific and actionable advice stay safe stay healthy and till the next show goodbye